$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. The thing that is so terrible about social media is that your intentions or your motives are never, ever considered. It was brutal. It just felt like the world was caving in. I'm yeah. fully an adult, and, like, this online hate was affecting me so much. There's literally kids on these platforms. People were tagging us on their stories. People were DMing us. We got some very aggressive DMs. Dude, we got death threats. Hey, before we get started, make sure that you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whichever platform you listen on. It really means a lot. And let's get on with the episode. What's, What's up, dudes? dudes? And welcome back to episode seven of the Unplanned Podcast. Here we are. I cannot believe we're here, dude. I know. It's literally <laughs> so weird. It still doesn't feel normal to sit here and do this, like, especially for this episode. Like, my heart is honestly beating really fast. We are going to talk about something that we've never talked about before openly on social media. <sighs> And that is getting canceled. In fact, canceled. we've avoided it like the plague. Yeah. I mean, getting canceled is not fun. It's every creator's worst nightmare. Why am I already about to cry? And I, I think like... I think I have so many emotions built up to like talking yeah. about this because it's like scary to talk about. Yeah. And also you don't want people to be thinking that we're asking for like a pity party. Yeah. You know, because I'm not. I feel really grateful for this job and like the many blessings it's had for like our family, but... This is just part of it that is, oh, it's like the dark cloud that's always looming, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's honestly for creators more not, it's not an if, it's a when you get canceled because when you're online and when in, anybody and everybody can pick apart your life and find flaws in you and Well, not even your you life. Are. Anything that you put online, like freaking Miss Rachel had to take a break <laughs> because she was getting heat. I don't understand that, dude. I don't, I don't even know what the controversy was really about, but it's just like that just shows that if Miss Rachel, someone as wholesome and pure, literally making baby videos, but can I had to get say mama and dada. Yeah, <laughs> like I, that just shows that no one is immune to this. Yes, but it's so hard to talk about. Yeah, it is. Um, it's weird. It's it's scary because on a podcast, like we talk so openly and so authentically about our lives. Um, so it's kind of scary, but at the same time, like I feel safe talking about it here because people are listening to an hour long episode and they're not just like taking bits and pieces of what we say and take them out of context, you know? So, yeah, uh, that's, what's really reassuring about a podcast. Maybe this will be good for me to kind of finally yeah. talk about everything. I mean, cause it's happened more than once. Yeah. This whole getting canceled online. And I feel like it's been sprinkled with lots of mini cancellations, you know. I think there's something different, though, between getting negative comments and then, like, widespread oh, no. cancellation. Massive, massive difference. Because um, <sighs> everyone gets hate comments. And hate comments suck. But, like, I will say I laugh about 
most of the hate comments that we get because yeah. you just you kind of become immune to it but like canceling mm-hmm. is different because they're taking like one specific thing and it's like a mob mentality of like thousands if not millions of people coming at you and just just really trying to rip you to shreds and it's it's horrible i think there's two major instances online where we have gotten officially canceled so we got canceled in 2021 and 2022 uh let's start with 2021 what happened? I mean, should we begin with just, I guess, our move to Hawaii? This is the one that is, oh my gosh. Oh, it's okay. This is the one that is like hard to talk about because of just like the fear that it caused in me. Like, it's really unresolved still, honestly. Yeah. The fact that like just mentioning it is making me cry. And like, even when we talk about it with like close friends and like trusted yeah. friends, like I'm literally fighting tears the whole time because I don't know. It just... It feels like a traumatic event, even though it's so weird because it's all on your phone. Like nothing in real life actually happened. It's such a weird thing to sort through because it's literally all on your your phone. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm also pregnant. So can we just excuse the tears? So. So we moved to Hawaii in 2021. And for those of you guys that don't know, Hawaii became a state in I believe the 50s. Um, It was illegally taken by the U.S. in the early 1900s. And so because of that, there's some very, very fresh wounds in Hawaii. Um, People are very protective of Hawaii and rightfully so. Um, It's a very special place. And there's people that are native to that land that really care about that land. And Mm -hmm. um, it's just you got to you got to be really careful and really respectful, especially when you if you travel to Hawaii, you don't want to just like go around i don't know you gotta gotta be careful you want to be very respectful just as if you're visiting another country it's almost like a different country in a way well yeah there well as if you're visiting anywhere you just need to be respectful of the culture that's there and um there's some very sensitive history like you said behind hawaii and we moved there and we honestly didn't move there not knowing that like we i did a whole huge college project my senior my last semester about the history of hawaii and how it became a state and how it was i mean like you said taken illegally yes and um, a lot of people were hurt by that and i'm a history nerd so like i did a ton of research too and it's it's heartbreaking to hear about a place that was taken illegally especially by the u.s when like look i i love our country but like that's one of those dark sides of american history where you're like that's that should not have happened you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's really sad so we we went in knowing like okay as content creators we're not going to share locations of hikes we're not going to be giving out all this information the reason of not sharing locations of hikes is because then the hikes become extremely over trafficked yes. and it hurts the land and it kind of ruins it for everyone and that really hurts locals so yeah we came in with um really like talk we really talked to a lot of people that live there i feel like we were very well informed but there was one thing that completely slipped our minds well that ended up coming back to bite us in the butt well let's yeah. just say like we came in not ignorant yeah um but obviously we were new there and so you have to it's really a time to just listen and learn. Yeah. And that's exactly what we were trying to do. It's very hard doing that under the public eye. And we weren't like, we had a following then because we were doing this full time. Yeah, we did. But it wasn't like, I mean, with every stage and that it's grown, like the stakes become higher. So the stakes yes. weren't as high at this point. Yeah. But um, basically back then for all the if you have followed us from this point like that's pretty (laughs) incredible but then we would make the intro of all of our youtube videos we would say what's up dudes but then when we moved to hawaii can we get backstory on that though what's up dudes originated because 
I call Abby dude. I actually see comments all the time. People that are like, why is this guy calling his wife dude? That's so weird. He would never <laughs> say that. But I just do. I don't know. We're best friends and I call her dude. And so people thought that was hilarious on TikTok. There were some viral videos where um, people in the comments thought it was funny that I was calling my wife dude. And so we just started calling our followers dudes. We just started all of our videos with what's up dudes. And moving to Hawaii, you go into any store in Hawaii, you see aloha like all over the place. Everyone says aloha to you if you're well, a tourist. Like it's just, um, it's a very special word in the Hawaiian language and it means hello it means goodbye it means so many different things and so naturally we're like we should start saying aloha dudes to open up all of our YouTube videos well we were greeted at the airport upon landing moving in Hawaii like it says aloha like yeah. welcome to Oahu and like all these things and even on the mainland of the U.S. like you go into Hobby Lobby you go into Target you go into Walmart you see aloha everywhere yeah. it has kind of become universal in a yeah. way as like a greeting, um, but the word aloha, well, let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a very special word in the Hawaiian language, and so like you see it literally everywhere. It was kind of sad because the, the language almost completely disappeared at one point, and luckily there's a, uh, I believe, a radio station that really um, started the movement of getting the language back, and that's why when you go to Hawaii, you see a lot of things in Hawaiian because they're trying to uh, bring back the language in a very strong way. So it's cool. There's a lot of people that name their kids now with Hawaiian names because back in the day, I, I, it was kind of like a, a no-no, I want to say, um, because they were trying to westernize yeah. the people there. But Western culture kind of dominated Hawaii and it still is a recurring yeah. thing that's so, happening. Anyway, I kind of went off on a tangent there. But anyway, the Hawaiian language, it's, you know, a beautiful language and uh, we just, we just, started using the word aloha in our videos yes and then um several months this was like five or six months into living in hawaii uh right do yeah so we moved there in january and then it was may that we decided to do merch yes and let me preface merch by saying that i feel like very few creators use merch as like a big way to maybe some do to make yeah. money i think in the early stages of like youtube because there weren't brand deals to help pay the bills, like creators would like try, rely like, on would merch. rely on merch to pay the bills. But I think re more recently, merch is more of a community building. Yeah, at least that was our motive. Way. Like yeah. this was just a fun way to like build out our community. Like I don't know, have yeah. everyone feel like a part of something, and we can share it and wear the same thing. And it was really just a fun project. Yeah, it was never like a money grab or anything like that. No one's yeah. gonna, we weren't gonna make make it big off of merch sales. Yeah. Um and. In fact, we were just doing this in-house, too. Like, it was a small yeah. operation. Like, your brother and my sister-in-law and our sister-in-law were doing it. Was, it. it was kind of scary because, like, for the first time, we, we wanted to try and do this thing where we we bought all the product ourselves. We we spent thousands of dollars on our own of our own money, cash, just on this merch. And it was, it was scary because we're like, okay, like, now... Uh, it's not like we're working with some some t-shirt company like this is us and ho hopefully we don't like lose money on this right all so, that to say it was still a fairly small operation yeah yeah and um so on the shirts because we'd started our uh, all of our merch before i just said dude and we'd always introduce with what's up dudes so these shirts now said aloha dudes on yeah. the corner of them and um we made the logo everything it was very exciting we had a photo shoot yeah um, with a showed, local our, photographer. showed our friends in hawaii nobody nobody thought anything of it it was just like oh that merch looks so sick like i love it it's i love that vibe you know and really then cute. It comes the day of launch 
And I feel like the day of launch went really well. Yeah. Because it was mostly our followers that saw. And they were just, yes. not like it was like sales were flowing in, but they were just mm-hmm. excited about it. They really liked it. There was positive feedback. They're like, this is so cute. Like, I I don't know. They like loved the design, whatever. Then the following days, I don't remember exactly when it started to... I just saw like one DM of someone who was upset that we had made that merch and I just kind of ignored it. It's like, you know, when you get hate, you just, okay, push it off. Like, just ignore it. Don't let it like pull you down. But then like the next day goes by and I think I saw like two DMs. Yeah. And then another day goes by and then it's like four DMs and I'm like, okay, this is kind of odd. I would say it took until like day five where um, it got really crazy. Yeah. So there were... What's crazy is that the the hate was pretty much isolated to Instagram. Yeah. Which is not common. Well, I feel like mm-hmm. hate is usually the worst on TikTok. Well, we were actually very fortunate because when people get canceled, oftentimes it's across social All media platforms. platforms and TikTok is the worst. It can be brutal. And so it was really isolated on Instagram because that's where we were promoting the merch. We had pictures of the merch up. Um, and we really like not as I didn't see a single negative or mean comment on TikTok or YouTube, but it was it was all on um, Instagram that we saw. I mean, backlash. I would never use the word lucky, but it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. So basically, yeah. these like hate pages is really what it was. Yeah. Were bringing all this hate, telling this narrative that we were, you know, exploiting exploiting the Hawaiian language. Yeah, and. And exploiting the culture and that our that our merch was like this way of trying to monetize off of Hawaiian culture. And that was like never our intention. Never. And it just like completely broke my heart that someone could even think that, you know, that we're coming in here trying to just like make money off of the Hawaiian culture. Yes. And that's not to say that I don't understand like where they were coming from. But the thing that is so terrible about social media is that your intentions or your motives are never ever considered no, yep. like if it was pretty clear to see from us that we had no ill intent in yeah. creating this and um that just this doesn't come into factor yeah. at all and so the hate was flooding in and it was it was brutal it was br- it was so scary people honestly were, people were tagging us on their stories people were dming us we got some very aggressive dms especially dude we got death threats like i wouldn't know if i would go as far as oh to say, yes we did people were telling us they were saying they drove past our house they said we'll show you what we do with people like like they called us howlies yeah which is just a derogatory term for, for white, out, person. white person or outsider in hawaiian yeah. Um, we'll show you how we treat you guys. Like you need to go to the mother effing place that you came from. Like, yeah, go back to where you came from, Howley. Whatever yeah. hole you crawled out of. Like, the the hate was crazy. It was videos. It was DMs. It was comments. Yeah. It was stories. It was the magnitude yeah. of the anger coming from these people was so scary it was really scary we would go out in public and that's the thing it's such a small community out there that we would go out in public and people knew people knew and we i remember i will never forget we went to the gym and we knew a lot of people at the gym but it was literally like we had a scarlet letter like it was like who knows and who is so mad at us who is like not gonna associate with us ever again yeah. because we're like a threat to their brand or to who they are is like i don't it i, I will never forget the looks we got when we walked into the gym that yeah. day 
And yeah. I was terrified to go to the grocery store. I remember you left the house to do something. I went to the grocery store. Oh, you went to the grocery store. And I store. was so thankful at the time that I that it was like the mask era. Like I had my my face mask on and I was like, gosh, I hope no one recognizes me here at the grocery and store. And I was terrified because I was home alone and I had read yeah. messages that said that they had driven by our house. Yeah. And there, this house was not secure. No. I mean, the wind, there was no AC. The windows were always open. Yeah. I You could easily break down that door. Like I was terrified it's freaky when people are like i know where you live i want to show you what i do to you effing yeah the derogatory insert derogatory word you know it, it i just, mean the messages were out of this world and it was it felt like that's the crazy thing about online hate is that like mo- like almost none of our followers knew what was going on yeah but it still felt like everyone in the world hated us yeah. And, like, we had done something that was – it felt like we had committed the ultimate yeah. offense. You know what the – you know what, like, really scared me, Abby? Um, which we can we can cut this out if this is something that you think is too personal. But I remember it was it was so traumatizing. It was, it was really – it was really hard on both of us, obviously. Yeah. But, like, I was just trying to figure out how to respond. Like, I, I was like, we need to make an apology. Like, we need to let people know this was not our intention. And so we did that. But, like, remember at that time, it was so traumatic. Like, you – I remember yeah. you did some self-harm. Like, it wasn't – like, not cutting yourself. But like yeah. um, I think you were – I don't know if you were hitting yourself in the head or um, I just, like, what it was. just, like, wanted it all to stop. Like, it was yeah. so bad. But I'd never, I had never seen you get to that dark of a place. And um, that was really scary. And I and I remember like going up to you and just like hugging you so that you couldn't do anything to hurt yourself because it just felt like the world was caving in. Like it's yeah. so weird how like I'm fully an adult. Yeah. And like this online hate was affecting me so much. And like there's literally teenagers, there's kids on these platforms. Yeah. And that makes me never want Griffin or any of yeah. our other children to ever have their own social media platform because I couldn't handle it. Yeah. And I was an adult and I knew my character and I yeah. knew who I was. But to feel that, I felt so vulnerable. I felt so misunderstood because that was never, ever, ever my intentions. That was never anything I'd want to do. And whether or not people think that what we did was wrong or wasn't, it was certain, I think it was abundantly clear that we would never do that if yeah. anyone actually knew this we would never do we had no intention of hurting anybody yeah, yeah. And, and i just felt like there was no way to solve it and there was no way out of it and everyone knew it was mm-hmm. weird because i just like i lost my perspective yeah and it was really really a dark time and really scary to the point where we had already made arrangements to be off the island yeah shortly after that but if we hadn't we would have booked a flight oh yeah because it was it was so scary fortunately we did have a flight booked for like i don't know like a day and a half later to fly out um to go be with family and yeah that was that was definitely good because then we were off the island for about a month and um things did settle down while we were gone but it was really wasn't really it scary. so weird when we landed on the mainland and it felt like we felt like we were safe yeah it felt like we were yeah. safe yeah and you know, I think we've talked about this before, but like before that cancellation, it's crazy how it totally flipped my perspective of yeah. living there because before we were even considering of like 
considering maybe settling down for multiple years there. Well, you told me you wanted to stay for about five years because I I really liked it. Like I loved the culture. I loved all the friends that we made. I loved getting to surf and go on hikes and you're just so active there and healthy. Like I I really liked that and I loved how simple our life was there. Um, people don't value possessions as much because everything's so freaking expensive in Hawaii that you just don't have a lot and you just recognize that you don't need a lot to live a happy life. You can just be active and be in nature and and there's so much beauty in that. But I remember um, that that all happened and we didn't go get counseling. Like we, we should have gone to a counselor and we didn't. I remember like our family, like we, we got, we, we saw them and I don't know, like I don't think anybody knew the, like the, how, how big that was like how, no, our how much it affected was scared for us but i don't think our even our families realized like how much that affected us like we should have definitely gone to see counseling like honestly we still should go to counseling well for okay that. what i was saying though is about how it switched my perspective on living there is that like from wanting to be there for to up to five years i i was like i don't i can't i can't be in here another month yeah like i just felt so incredibly unwelcomed and yeah. so like i mean you don't need how many people do you need messaging you like go back to where you came from. We don't want you here. Like, yeah, before you're like, okay, I'll leave. And name calling too. Like I had never been called names before like that. Oh, awful. Like the it, most awful things you can. And then they were digging up things from our past and just being incredibly, yeah. it, it got off subject completely. And it yeah. was just like, whatever we can do to torment to, these people, like, let's do it. Any bit of dirt they could find on us from the past. I remember well, saying that's like, that's what canceling accounts, is, you yeah. know? Um, but it, it's, it's crazy though, because like, even if I don't, I don't know. It's just it's crazy how big and nasty it can get when people. I think like people that are I don't know going through something maybe in their life to where they're they're in a really dark place and they take it out on you. Like you become a target, and it's like, oh, I need to take out all my anger and pain on this person because they're the reason I'm feeling this way. And then you just become. I don't even like, think people realize why they're doing it. Yeah, I don't think they do. And um, I think I hear a lot of people say all the time like. I mean, it just makes me feel better or not making me feel better. It's like, or I can just like, you know, have peace knowing that they're probably just delivering a miserable life. And that's why they do it. Yeah. That doesn't make me feel any better. Yeah. Like that makes me feel like, okay, I don't want them to be miserable. And I certainly don't want them making anyone else miserable. Like, I don't know. I don't want anyone to be miserable. So we get canceled. And like Abby said, this wasn't selling merch was not some like on a big business move for no. us like it wasn't about the money so we literally were which like, is what so many people were that exactly, was the narrative that was being exactly told. we and were so, profiting off of this so yeah we we donated all profit to a local hawaiian charity that helps support teaching the hawaiian language to kids it's in um, preschools which it's is actually really, really cool yes. which is really really cool i believe it's called uh aha punana leo, leo. yeah I, I don't know if i pronounced that correctly but um we donated to that that organization and so that, that was cool and i'm like i'm really glad that we were able to do that that so, is like probably the best thing that came out of it yeah basically from that point on like we tried to put on whatever filters you can put on on social medias and it wasn't working. Well, though that's the thing. Like none of the filters we put on Instagram worked. Like we had it. It so made pe- people more pe- mad. Yeah, people got really mad, and there they was got even more creative. there was professional surfers that were like posting about us, and like I had heard. I, yeah, I, I don't even want to get into it, but like I, it just it people just got that you nasty. had looked up to people that I looked since up since you to. were a child. Yeah, making mockery of you online, and yeah. that just makes me so hurt to know yeah. that like you've looked up to him since you were to these people as a role model for years yeah and then for them to know nothing about you yet 
put you in a negative way on their platform, that's massive. Yeah, I never saw it, but I I was told by friends that there was a really, really well-known professional surfer that like posted about it, just making fun of me and that, that really hurt. That, uh, that, because it was like, that was... I don't know. Like I, I never would do anything intentionally to hurt somebody. And so like that, that made me feel awful. And I was just like, I was so, yeah, there was, there was a night. I remember there's one night we had gotten back to the mainland and I just like, I, I lashed out. I was just like so frustrated by the whole situation. And I just didn't even know, like, I didn't even know what to do. Well, I honestly want to say like shame on that person for using their platform to bring other people down and that's something you will never mark my words at least intentionally you will never catch us actually no i can promise that there's i don't think there's any one-off circumstance where this could even happen you will never see us use our platform to hurt or bring anybody else down only to uplift others because what is the freaking point yeah other than to stroke your own ego is really what it comes down to yeah and that's why, honestly, that's why when I see other people or other creators or other celebrities getting heat online, it makes me want to come to their defense oh, yeah. no matter what happened because the crime never fits the punishment on social media. Never. Ever, never, ever, ever. Like, someone will do a heck. Like, can we just talk about the lash controversy? Oh my gosh, Michaela on TikTok. Like, and yeah. every other, there were so many other influencers. This is what made me so agitated. Yeah. Other creators that know darn well what it feels like to get hate, like yeah. just unfair hate. Do I think it's right to lie? No, it's yes. not okay to lie. But do I also think it's right to defame someone completely for something making a mistake mascara it's literally mascara like are you if you don't know what happened there was a controversy (laughs) with this tiktok creator that she said she was using mascara there was speculation that she in fact was using false lashes yes and they weren't her real lashes with the mascara on them anyway multiple of mass multiple massive creators and many other smaller ones made videos just scrutinizing her character well, yeah, they, and her they, entire platform. They saw an opportunity. They saw people getting so mad at this creator. They're like, oh, I can get viewership off of this. If I make a video bashing this creator, then I will get views. I will get clout. I can get more followers. I can get more money. Let's let's drive this. Let's dig this creator's grave, right? Well, like, why not? What they were doing in turn was saying she can't be trusted probably other people can't be trusted but i can be trusted yeah. and i just think that's incredibly manipulative to your audience yeah and there's multiple other people on the platform that you can trust like trying to create some type of monarchy on your yeah. p- page like you're being honest but oh I'm, I'm pointing fingers everybody else is a liar out here but yeah. me oh no i'm completely truthful all the time like really okay are we really gonna go there Well, beyond that it's just like don't just don't put distrust in other people's minds on other i don't know it's just yeah. ugly and it, it just got it gets so incredibly ugly yeah um but social media can be a dog eat dog type of world yeah where people just just jump on other people's downfall for some views it's sad it's very scary honestly and i don't know if i can think of another career that is similar in that way yeah i mean i think about politics where oh, people yeah. people dig up the most dirty things That's about other true. politicians i'd hate politics dude but like uh, yeah it's remember just, that it gets ad so... that was going in dude, arizona oh my gosh when when there's political campaigns bashing on other 
uh, people's political pan- campaigns. Like it bugs me when all your your best foot forward is just to bash the other candidate. But can you just talk about something that you would do to better the state? Yeah. Rather than just like be like, this is why you can't trust them. This person's dangerous. Here's this person's nudes from when they were like eighteen. But the thing is. It like all that works, and when you can defame somebody, it can help you win, and that's why people do it. That's why people on social media do it. It well, works. Heck, I'll admit it. Why is it actually entertaining? To in know about some the capacity dirt. to know about dirt or to yeah. see somebody have a have some type of fall. Yeah, it's it's just like the movies, you know. It's like it's conflict, so it's exciting. Yeah, in a way. But I think I have this new perspective now, being on the other side of it, where I'm just like, I, all I can feel is just bad when something like that like i just want them to yeah. know that there are people who love them there are people that will forgive them yeah. there's no forgiveness online and cancel culture it's like you've messed up you're done but i mean how unrealistic is that yeah it's, everyone's made mistakes yeah every single day and it's so interesting that it's all about the story that gets picked up it's like what what's the narrative that everyone believes and that just becomes reality that just becomes truth and it's like what is truth what is the actual story do we even know like what's the other side of the story when when you hear about these people getting canceled like i really want to know all the facts and all the details because Oftentimes, you never get the full story. You don't get the full story. And here's the thing. Heaven forbid that person try to defend their character. Yeah. Because that will just get chewed up and spit out. And that's kind of the position we were in. Um, Not that I even felt any desire to defend myself. I just, I felt honestly hopeless and weak. And I just felt like the words had been ripped out of my mouth. And everyone already had established what they thought about me and what they thought about me mm-hmm. as a person. So I didn't want to talk, you know. But, um... We did yep. like apologize to those that we had hurt and affected and then donated the money and then moved on. Yeah. And Yet, ultimately, that whole situation is really why we moved out of Hawaii. Oh, <laughs> honestly. Certainly. We, yeah. We just we did not feel welcome after that. And uh, it kind of it really did ruin it for us. So, I mean, if that was people's goal to get us to leave, I mean, it actually worked. That was their goal. And yeah. it worked and they won. Yeah. Which <laughs> but, is sad. Like, you don't want to like let let haters win i'm not i don't like that i don't like letting haters win but for us um i think i think especially you too i think i think i was able to get over it after a couple months it was it was extremely it's hurtful so weird because like i don't think that people's negative like negative like people's thoughts on me really affect me normally yeah. um because like like i said i am an adult i i know who i am yeah. and i have trusted people in my inner circle that i fully trust to correct me when things are wrong and just you know encourage like i trust that and i don't need the influence of strangers online yeah yet something about that situation like literally changed my like internal chemistry in a way like it is incredibly traumatic to look back at that time like Mm -hmm. for some reason and honestly i probably need therapy yeah (laughs) but like it was incredibly it's so silly too because it's literally an app online. I don't understand how it had such a grip on me and how it still does. Um, that was such a lonely time mm-hmm. because no one really knew what it felt like other than you yeah. and you were hurting and I yeah. was hurting. And then um, people, our friends from, we had just moved there. So we didn't have like a, I was already struggling because yeah. we were lacking community there. And then the small community that we did have, I mean, 
I obviously understand, but there was no one really reaching out at that time. Yeah. And maybe they didn't there, know. There was, a, there was a little bit. Like, we did have, like, a few people reach out, but it wasn't, like, everyone that we knew who, I mean, like, everyone knew about it. So it wasn't, like, our all of our friends were, like, just checking in on us. That That really didn't happen. And, look, like, it wasn't like we were super close with them, but that sucked, too, that we didn't have this community that was, you know, having our back. I think and, and when you get canceled too on social media, people kind of, people get scared. Like other creators get scared. You can't because associate with they them. They don't want to go down with the ship. They, they, I don't blame them. They, yeah, they, uh, they, they jump off and they're, they're getting as far away as they can from you because they don't want to get any bit of that hate because it's, it's, it's their livelihood. Traumatizing. Yeah. And it's their business too. Um, it was an incredibly lonely time. And from that point on, I was honestly really scared to, engage with anyone because i was like what if they know about this what if they think it was just an incredibly shameful situation and incredibly isolating yeah and it still honestly is like a page in our career or in my life honestly that is very like unhealed like it's a wound that's like left open still when we got back to we just went to hawaii for a month and i remember we were there we arrived I think you kind of had all the, all, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know if PTSD is the right word, but almost like, well, I've never been diagnosed, so I don't think we can yeah, use that yeah. term. We can't, we can't use that term because Abby has not been diagnosed, but you did get like this, this like fear, I think. No, I feel this, like this is so overdramatic. I can't explain it. Maybe I'm just a dramatic person. No, it's but, okay. It's, it's like your, your emotions and your feelings are totally valid, but you felt that way arriving uh, yeah. back. And, and it was, it was hard too, because like I, at the same time, I, I, I didn't feel that to the level that you felt that like i was excited to be back in hawaii but part of me yeah like i I knew like this is this is where we got canceled and this is like where you know stuff went down and so um perhaps this whole situation is why hate comments now don't affect me really maybe it's like because the worst thing it felt like the worst thing that could happen yeah happened maybe now i'm like oh that's nothing Maybe yeah. it made me. Maybe what didn't kill me made me stronger. <laughs> well, I I definitely um, that didn't happen for me though because I got some hate at the tail end of 2022, and I, I kind of entered a dark place for a little bit. It was it was really scary. Yeah. So f- fast forward. Fast forward to, to 2022 Matt's cancellation. Um, in December of this past <laughs> year. Yeah. So do you want me to kind of explain? Well, I can start. Okay. So. We, you know, like I said before, we get hate all the time, every day. There's, there's mean comments that come in every single day. No one's above it. We just ignore them. But a common comment that I kept seeing on videos that I would make or say, I'm doing the dishes or I'm picking up the house or I'm taking care, taking care of Griffin. I kept seeing these comments. It wasn't a ton, but it was enough to piss me off um, because there were comments like, why isn't Abby doing anything for yeah. her baby? Why isn't Abby picking up the house? Why isn't Abby doing this? You and know what's weird really, is that none of that bothered me. It bothered me a lot That's because sweet. I'm like, Abby does more around the house and for my baby than I do. And so I don't want people Now you're about getting, to get canceled again oh for gosh. saying that. Okay. <laughs> That's why I didn't I was so scared to do this episode. I'm like now people are going to just recancel us again and they they see our wounds and they're just going to stomp on them. Well, that's just which I think is going to happen. Oh my goodness. I trust you well, guys. So I please mean, don't. That's that's the thing though is like Abby is a breastfeeding mother and for a dad to try like when you're breastfeeding that's 40 hours a week that you're spending breastfeeding. We we did the math, okay? It's a lot of time. And for a dad, even a very involved dad like myself to try to match that amount of hours like 
it, it's hard because you're just naturally well, and the only spend- time I want to spend with my kid, I don't want to just be breastfeeding too. So it's exactly. like, naturally, I'm going to be spending more time with him. And so I'm like, here, like, I spend a ton of time with my son, but my wife spends more and people are, are defaming her character, saying that she is, isn't doing enough, that she's never doing anything. And the reality is I am passionate. At, I'm very passionate about um, social media and creating video. I love storytelling. I love, I, I've loved making videos ever since I was 12. I um, had a surgery when I was 12 on my back because I had a tumor on my on my spine and it kept me from doing theater for a little bit. I was like bedridden. And that's when I picked up like my love for creating video. And so that's why like, a lot of times you'll see me, I'm the one that holds the vlog camera and the YouTube videos. I'm the one doing most of the voiceovers on our TikToks. Oh my gosh, are you okay? Are you choking? <laughs> are you, I'm good. Are you all right? But um, it's my passion. And so like when I vlog my life, naturally my son is a big part of my life. And people in these videos were just like, some people were, you know, assuming that I did way more for Griffin than Abby. Well, because that's what they were seeing more of. That's what you they make were seeing more on videos. camera. And it was, it was pissing me off. And so I made this video where, you know, Abby was gone. I forget where you were, but I was, I was just, at the gym. I was just picking up the house, right? And the, our house was very messy. And we, we work as a team. Like, we we do things together a lot of times. Like today, we cleaned the house together. We, we cleaned the house together today. And um, at that time, just that stage that we were in, I was doing a lot more of the work on our videos. Like I enjoy editing. I don't know how to edit worth a crap. I so I enjoy editing. I wasn't. I don't do any of that stuff. I, I don't like cleaning. Abby doesn't like editing. So because our job is social media, I do a lot more of the editing, and Abby does more of the cleaning. I'll be honest. Than I do. Sometimes I don't even like social media at all. And that's okay. Actually, probably ninety five percent. And so and so anyway. So I'm just. So Matt I'm, does more of that. All that to say, you do more of that, and that is our business. Yes, exactly. So. Anyway, I'm picking up the house and I'm like, ooh, I should make a video where it's like, even though I'm picking up the house and I'm taking care of Griffin, I should make a video about how Abby does more than I do in so that regard. your intention and your heart behind that TikTok was to lift up your wife. <laughs> yeah. Yet in turn, you literally dug your own grave. I, I dug my own grave and it was horrible. I mean, the backlash was insane. Um, we made the mistake of not taking off duets and stitches off of our TikToks. It was mostly the stitches, stitches that really got us. Because on TikTok, look, people are scrolling on their For You page. And so you, if you don't provide a strong enough hook in the first like three seconds of the video, people are gone. They're not going to watch your video. And so most TikTokers provide a pretty strong hook in the beginning. Just share your hook quote. And my, oh my gosh, it's this, see, my hook sounds so bad. Looking back, I'm like, wow, that was so stupid. But like the hook that I made was don't be fooled by me taking care of my... Don't be fooled by me taking care of my son because most of the time my wife does that. I, that was my hook for the video. Yeah, and which I was honestly hoping, doesn't represent you well at all. Really? And honestly, that's... that's <laughs> and it's not even truthful. That really honestly isn't truthful. I, I really did You were overreach. up with... Gr- for instance, Matt was up with Griffin last night from 2.30 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. It was horrible. Yeah, it was it was like a three-hour stretch and last night. That was night. all Matt. I wake up with Griffin at night. I didn't get out of bed. I, I'm the one that puts Griffin down for naps. Um, I sing to him when he falls asleep. Basically, like, all I say is that we co-parent. Yes. But when we're, is that still called co-parenting if we're married? We're a team. We, we coach- are a team in every aspect and from business to home. Yeah. And because we're a team, if one of us is ever watching Griffin alone, we call it Griffin, Griffin duty. duty. So if I'm gone, Abby's on Griffin Duty because she's the only person watching Griffin. It's not no longer a team effort. She's watching him by herself. You're. I'm always a mom. You're always a dad. Yes. But when... Our son is one of our sole responsibility. That's what we call it. So Abby was gone. So I was on Griffin duty because we were not parenting as a team. 
and I mentioned that in the video, people were racking me for that. And like people just really came for me and there was, it got so, it got really bad. And yeah, there was like stitches that had over a million likes. And it was there over was, the, here's the deal. I could have been more proactive and probably like removed comments. Maybe I could have even deleted the we video. We didn't even really know what was going on for because a while. Because it was, it was Christmas time. We were enjoying time with our family. We were kind of staying off social media. I wasn't aware of how bad it got. And once once I saw how bad it got, there was no going Here's back Here's how I knew how bad it got. People were starting to reach out. People were texting my me. My sister-in-law, my, some of my friends from college, other people that create content were texting me. And I was like, yeah, this is getting probably bad. I did not even see a fraction of the stitches because as soon as I saw the hate, I was like, for me, I'm like, I don't want to consume that. Like, yeah. I don't need that. And I know that because it was about you that I would get super claws out you know what i mean yeah protect guard dog and that's kind of what happened when i made like a we call it the sassy tiktok i yeah. made i made a sassy response back because <laughs> we, we literally titled the video sassy response sassy response in in our uh in our documents on our computer <laughs> yeah um because the thing was is like it, the it was different from the hawaii experience because this was literally so stupid because was, you are such an excellent husband you are such an excellent dad for anyone to say anything different it's just they clearly don't know you and so that's why it was like so stupid i yeah. I, I didn't take it seriously while it, i'm sure it hurt your feelings yeah. everyone in your life is like this is the most ignorant thing that could happen the most unfounded claims about you yeah so while it was horrible the hate you were getting it was like this is so not real like yeah. it just sucked to get on tiktok and like the second i get on tiktok it'd be a video about me yeah that and sucks. someone just like roasting me like video after video roasting me and it just like it sucked because i became like a virtual punching bag and for all men i think that there was so much anger that people had yeah about their own husband and their own like i don't know if they were a single mother without yeah there was just so much misplaced anger that and, got thrown on you. Well, it really became a trend to stitch the video, to stitch my, don't be fooled by me taking care of my son because uh, my wife does that most of the time. I forget. Yeah, whatever the line was. People would clip that and not watch, like, not watch any more of the video and then just roast Which, me. I'm sorry. What kind of bum dad would even admit that? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That yeah. should be their first clue that, okay, wait, maybe this was, maybe I need to look a little how bit did, deeper How did this. nobody, like me, you, we also have an editor that works for us as well, like, because there's so much editing, like I edit like 40 hours a week, but then we have another editor like editing 40, 40 hours a week. Like, how did no one catch that? Like, we totally, like this video. I think I was just like, it's Christmas time. Yeah. I was just, I don't even know if I saw the video before it got posted. Yeah, I don't know. Or I think, I, no, you know what? I think I saw it and you were like pretty much praising me the whole time. Yeah. And I was, I was like, I was you're so sweet. I think it takes someone twisting the narrative to, I don't know, make it seem bad. Yeah, it it definitely, it was it was a crappy time. And I think what, what really started to hurt my feelings too was seeing like friends of friends of ours make videos about it as well. Um, like we have, I don't know, no one that like we're directly friends with made a video. A hate video. No, but no, But like no. I saw 
mutuals of ours on TikTok, people that we follow and they follow us. And we thought we were friends. We thought we were cool. I saw them commenting. Because like, really, mutuals come up top you, on the comments. You can see mutuals at the top. So I was seeing all these mutuals commenting about me and just like wrecking my life. And I'm like, wow. Oh, yeah, I like, thought we were. I thought we were cool. Like, do you seriously, like, do you really believe that about me? Like, that really hurts my feelings. And that, that sucked. I think for me, I am okay wow this is really gonna just sound arrogant of me but something about me i'm like a ride or die for people and like i think you know that like no, I, you are yeah you I'm still, still are. like that's just i'm loyal and so you would never I, I it's shocking to me that someone that could message us privately acting like our friend could then publicly comment keep in mind none of these people had ever privately reached out even though they had our phone number they yeah. had our or they could privately message us because we have the settings where it's like if you fall if your mutual like mutual friends on the platform then they can send you yeah. a private message or say like i saw this concerning video like i really hope you're stepping up as a no nothing nothing at all like that it was the public comment and that's just because yeah it's their own ego and there was there was a very <laughs> there was a particular creator i'm not going to say who it was because i don't want to like i don't know i don't want to start anything i nah, i know you're going to say it and then people are going to try to find i'm them. not going to say who it was okay but there was one particular creator that just like roasted my life in this TikTok they made. And it was a friend of one of our friends. And I'm like, they know that we have mutual friends. Like well, why? it was a friend of one of our friends, but more importantly. You were a fan of them. Major fan. Abby was a major fan of them. And and it, I was like, you're kidding. Like this girl that we thought was so cool and so nice saw an opportunity for views and decided to just, just go off. And get this, other mutuals that we know commenting on her video. Yep. And not a defending way to you. No. So I think that is literally like, it has given me a jaded perspective of social media in general. Yeah. Like now I'm like, I, this is all fake. Yeah. In a way, which it's not. There are so many genuinely amazing people and amazing genuine friends we have that make social media video. I know their videos are real, but I think it's what made me feel like in general, this is fake. Yeah. And this is so shallow. You know what was so interesting though about the video is we didn't get hate really on any other platform. Like it was just isolated to TikTok. Again, just like our first cancellation on Instagram, this one was just on TikTok. Our YouTube Shorts viewers, like they they understood the message. They're like, ah. Exact like, same video too. It was the same exact video. Nothing, nothing different about the video, but our YouTube Shorts viewers understood they understood that i was recognizing abby and recognizing the role that she plays in our relationship and that we work as a team we take on different roles in in this team that we're on and so that was so interesting that what the same video got a completely different response on tiktok than it did on facebook on on uh youtube i didn't we didn't post it on instagram because after we were about to and i was like yeah maybe uh, i should no <laughs> yeah because after we got the hate but yeah that was really fascinating yeah um that whole experience, I feel like, has since marked our TikTok account as um, no, there's like a, a target. <laughs> yeah, there's a small community of people on TikTok now that just, I feel like no matter what we post, they just want to uh, rip us to shreds. Dude, someone that's like and married to one of the Try Guys made a really? massive video that was stitched, that? that was stitching it. And I feel like that video, because it blew up so much, I think a bunch of her followers or people that saw the video uh, ended up following us to be a hate follow. Yes. And now um, we are at their mercy. Wait, was that the video about how a surprise isn't picking up the house? A surprise is taking your family to Disney World. Is that yeah. the hate video? Which, like, which I mean, maybe if you're incredibly wealthy and have like, I, 
in what situation can there not be small and large surprises people in relationships divide roles in a relationship and so say say your your thing that you do is unloading the dishwasher and then your partner ends up unloading the dishwasher without you knowing that's a surprise that that really means a lot when your partner does something that you typically do just to show you their love like i could do something so small and like expect you to be surprised by it and it's about love languages too it's like is your love language acts of service my love language is acts of service yes is your love language gifts i mean it it really comes down to that and so that's why i was like man like people really are your love language is making food for you i love food dude yeah you do such a good job uh, that's but then i was in trouble because that was somehow like a terrible traditional role that oh I, as the wife, was making my husband food. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like I said in that video that I got so much hate on that we take on traditional roles in our marriage. You know what's which, weird? Which, like, really, I would say a very extremely modern version of a traditional marriage. Honestly, yeah. I mean... Because, like, I do more of our business stuff than you do. But at the same time, like, I wake up every single time Griffin wakes up in the night. I, I put him down for bed. Like I, I would hardly call it know. honestly even traditional anymore that's because that's true. Like anyone that spends any stretch of time with us, like we really are fluid in our roles. Yeah. And um yeah. But it's weird because now like I go on TikTok and the video will be like, what I made my husband for dinner. Oh, and then my all gosh. the comments will be like, does he ever make you dinner? Oh. <laughs> and like people are, I'm like, that's just the, our culture right now. Like we yeah. are literally living in a man hating culture. And as a mother to a son, that makes my heart really sad. Like I would hope that my son, watch me. Forget. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. You got I this. You got this. <laughs> we can't do pop. I'm not <laughs> out for this. Oh my god! I would hope that my son could grow up, and there could be males and females uplifting him and rooting him on, and not hating him for his gender or, yeah. you know, thinking a certain way about him because he's a man. I yeah. don't know. That's just. I always told I told Matt when I was like feeling really spunky about this whole topic I was like I really want to make a story and I want to make it just say I can't wait for us as a culture to grow up and stop man like hating on our men like (laughs) if you want to see men step up give them room to step up Mm -hmm. I don't know but Matt's not the person to be you're you're doing a great job thank you and so it was just the most outrageous thing and that type of hate was honestly laughable because it's so not true but I know it was hurtful too yeah it it was weird I I was almost like mad at myself for like how much I let it affect me um it kind of it really ruined especially TikTok for me for a long time like we didn't kind of ruined Christmas in a way yeah Christmas sucked Cause I was just well, like, I was hey, down. Hey, Christmas what? didn't well, suck. I mean, did it, it was just, I was really down, honey. Like I was, I'm I was sorry. really, really down. And it just, it's, I feel like you kept a lot of that in. I did. Yeah. I need to be better about like opening up more and, and like explaining how I feel when I'm down. Can we it, talk about, I've never seen you cry. Yeah. I don't really, I don't know. I don't really cry very much, but the, I, I filmed, I filmed like seven response videos to that yeah. video. I really wanted to say something, but then. I don't know. I, I couldn't get the words right. And then we social just media decided, does not respond well if people and because people respond to hate. People were painting Abby as a victim. So like Abby was like, I want to make this video because like, yeah, it, I don't it regret makes, that video. It makes way more sense for me to make it. Yeah, I don't regret that video because people were like literally making me seem like such a yeah, like you said, like a victim yeah. of a terrible husband. I'm like that I, I am not. And yeah. that's honestly ridiculous. So 
I made a video. I normally, when we get hate, it's just like, yeah. we don't say anything. We don't respond to it because we don't want to bring light to negativity. That's yep. not what our platform is about. We want to build our platform on positivity. And there's so many incredibly nice people. Also, I think about this fact all the time. Shout out to the silent followers. Honestly, yes. all of you. Like, yes. I know if you're a silent follower, just like, know that I'm so thankful for you because... Not because I don't want you to like or comment or anything like that, but like that is how I am with so many people. I'm like, I've realized I am such a dedicated fan and follower to many people that I've never once DM'd, messaged, or DM'd or commented or anything public for. Oh, yeah. I like, I never comment yeah, on people's I'm videos. I'm rooting them on. Yes. I, I am like, I am cheer, a cheerleader for them. Yeah. Yet I'm, they would never know it. And so, um, Thank you to you guys yeah. because I know you're there and you don't have to comment anything. Just know that I'm thankful for you. And I know that – just know that your presence makes a difference in, you know, building our community and oh, making yeah. us feel encouraged. You guys are the absolute best. It's amazing. Like you saying that right now, I'm also a viewer. I like never comment <laughs> or DM or really interact. I probably should more. Um, but I just – I view content and I never like say something, especially if there's – I don't know, negativity about somebody and and I'm like this is stupid but I, I don't say anything like you, yeah. d you don't want to get like people after you now you don't want to get into like a, a comment war yeah. with somebody because then it ruins your day then you start having a bad day that you got into a comment war in someone's comments because you were trying to defend a creator that you like yeah. it's just it's so stupid yeah so like, it's so stupid. I mean all that to say like the people that we never expected people to publicly comment yeah. whenever we were going down we don't want them to go down with the yeah. ship with us and thank you to all the friends that like reached out to us during that time too because it really means a lot like when you're getting hated on on social media it really means so much when other creators reach out to you check on you see how you're doing to bring you back down to earth and just let you know that like not everyone believes this lie about yeah. you and that you are loved and that it means so much and i kind of wanted to go back to us talking about the hawaii cancellation Wait, I, mean, real, I shouldn't say hawaii real, i should just quick, say though, aloha dude real quick can we just talk about how the search like this whole new tiktok search i think affected the cancellation in this 2022 tiktok search so bar much. is problematic it's because then on the video what happened is like it was like matt and abby canceled matt and abby conflict matt and abby controversy, controversy. matt and abby, matt and abby drama so like now that there's a search bar on tiktok it just spews all this drama and really it's so smart by tiktok as a company <sighs> because it gets people on the but app it's made longer tiktok such a more negative platform it's yeah it gets so negative and there were literally drama channels being like the drama with matt and abby i'm like did you watch what those drama no i never watched a single one i just one. scrolled past if i saw them because i was like what freaking drama i watched a couple of the videos and they really hurt my feelings so i just stopped because it just it just hurt too much the tiktok search bar is so problematic because any given video you look at it'll have that creator's name and controversy or drama next to it so common and it's just made the app such a negative dark place honestly yeah. which i think from the app's perspective it makes sense it keeps people on the app longer people want to know about the controversy of all these creators it does interest but, me i'm not gonna but lie. i think long term it's a bad play for tiktok because then it's going to spew more negativity towards social media and people are going to be like, I don't feel full when I leave the app. Well, you it's going to also discourage people from creating on the platform yeah. because it's scary, you yeah. know, to be at the mercy of so many like hateful viewers. Yeah. And all that to say, I don't want this episode to just seem so negative or like yeah. a pity party, like I've said, like... I feel really thankful and there's been more positive than bad things that have come of oh. it. But yeah. this is just, I feel like this podcast is, the purpose of this is to talk about things that 
maybe aren't I don't feel as safe talking about elsewhere. Yeah. Because we can provide so much more context. Yeah. And so much more background to like our hearts and like our true character. Yeah. So I love that people are like listening and viewing and they're watching an hour long episode. They're not just watching a 30 second TikTok, taking everything out of context and having a flawed view of us. I love that our viewers on the podcast, I I think, have an accurate representation of who we are, I hope. Um, And so that's really cool. You were saying something earlier about Hawaii, though, and I wanted to go back to that. I wanted to say that, like, what really got me through that hard time, and I'll be honest, like, the months following it that we lived in Hawaii were honestly got worse for me because of personal circumstances, and Mm -hmm. then I had all those negative horrible things still in the back of my mind and I was like I'm still living in this place where people don't want me it what kept me through was community yeah and that and true real community not you know there's true online community yeah but specifically in-person community and that's really why I got so addicted to CrossFit Mm -hmm. at the time and I think that the people that were at that gym that were like the dedicated members would have no idea the yeah. effect that they had on me and my mental health and just my sense of belonging there. Um, I knew that I could come every morning and see them and they'd be real people and they'd be encouraging me. They'd be rooting me on. And that is like, I am not a fitness girly. Like I love to work out as a hobby, but like CrossFit is, I feel like is for like the dedicated people, mm-hmm. which really isn't me. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not out here like trying to PR. And it was our neighbors too, I think that really helped. We had some really good friends, our our next door neighbors that we did not know before moving to Hawaii, just became really close friends of ours. Well, that was my second point. Those were the two things. Yeah. And then it was our neighbors. Like you said, they they don't, Mm -hmm. we never really posted with them or ever said anything about them, but they got me through. We shared dinners, like home cooked dinners with them, like almost every single night there. And I think no matter how horrible my day had been, like I knew that I could unplug and go over to their house or they could come over to our house and we could just eat and play cards. We played so many card games. We played cover your assets Mm -hmm. like every single night, Monopoly deal. And um, that really kept me grounded and sane through such a hard time online. Yeah. I think for me, um, at the end of 2022, yeah, uh, helped you. that that forced me to get off TikTok. I was kind of off for a little bit and uh, off of social media for the most part. I mean, I was posting a little bit here and there, but I wasn't scrolling. I wasn't viewing. I just, I couldn't take any more of the negativity. And that was really good. I, it was like, I need, I need to have more time off of social media because it can be so damaging. Um, and then I went on a, I went on a little snowboarding trip with some friends actually with with Derek Beeston, who was just on our podcast. And that was, that was very, very fun and very refreshing. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Social media can be in so many ways, such a good thing. Like I'm inspired by people all the time and encouraged and excited. I think that, you know, there's good and bad. It's, it's just like real life. There's good and bad. And unfortunately I feel like the bad is heightened on social media and the good is heightened too you know there's there's uh there even though like the negativity can is is really bad like i think there's also um the same flip side with positivity there's there's such a thing as uh too much positivity to where it's not healthy what do they call that 
Is like, it toxic positivity? Yeah, toxic positivity. Is that it? Where it's like you only talk about the positive things where it almost makes it seem like the negative things aren't yeah. real or don't exist or yeah. can't affect you. And that's just weird. Like as creators that want to be real with you guys, it's hard to navigate that because we don't want to just sit here and talk about all this negative crap, but we don't want to sit here and also be like so positive or and overly positive that everyone's like, okay, BS. Like that's not real. It's a balance it, that's impossible to find. Yeah, we're always trying to find the balance there. So anyway, anyway. I was about to say comment if we're doing a good job of that, but then I'm like, yeah, I really actually don't. I don't know if that's like good <laughs> to just get, get more like we shouldn't ask for more feedback because we already get enough feedback from people. Yeah, so. but speaking of feedback, this is the type of feedback <gasps> that we yes, want reviews. to get. Yes, reviews. We wanted reviews to thank you guys. Reviews on the podcast mean a lot. Yes, you guys leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify does so much or wh whichever platform you use to listen in. Um, it really means a lot. And to our YouTube viewers, thank you for subscribing and hitting the like button. Yeah. It means a lot. Um, we're going to read some reviews now from, from you guys. So shout out to Mackenzie Wagner on Instagram. It's at Mackenzie Wagner. It says, I follow Matt and Abby. Well, the title of the review is Truthful Heartfelt Podcast. Aww. I follow Matt and Abby on their other social media platforms. They are two of the most genuine, kind-hearted individuals, and I commend them for starting such a vulnerable podcast. Wednesday is now my favorite day. Aww, so sweet. I love that. This one is from at AlexisStuttle03 on Instagram. I've been watching your TikToks for years now, and I love hearing more about your personal lives through this podcast. Thank you for always being so real and giving me something to look forward to on Wednesdays. So Aww. sweet. This one is so precious. This is from at Colleen DeVry2. I'm hoping I say that right. The title's Awesome Podcast, and it says, Love you guys. Thanks for sharing your lives with us. I am a 62-year-old Mimi. Aww. You make me smile every day. God bless your family. And then she had her Instagram and her TikTok on there. So... Um, thank you so much, Colleen. These reviews mean so much. So yeah. um, if you have a minute, just leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or also on Spotify. You can leave yeah. stars, I believe. Um, and if you make a review, like a written review, just put your Instagram at and we'd love to shout you out. Um, we're doing like three every episode. So we, we get love stronger you guys. each time. We'll see you in the next episode. And as always, three, two, one. Peace, Peace out, out, dudes. dudes.